It is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Plouffe continues with his road show in St. Petersburg, Florida. Rough start for the Twins last night. They got, the, oh. they got knocked around a little bit, huh? Yeah, Louis V looked up for the challenge early on, and then the race just kept on coming. Um, maybe got a, some help from CB Buckner on a on a double oh. down the line, but they uh, they were everything as advertised. We talked a lot about them and what they do as an organization. And I mean, Jose Siri had a moment. Uh, it was it. We got raised. There ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start doing the tip of the cap thing today. It's to Luis Arise, whom we spoke about glowingly on yesterday's show. Two for four. He is at 401. I hope he stays at over 400 till the all-star break. going to be a real challenge, but it's really cool that we see a guy with a four that is a qualified hitter. So good for him. I want to give you that news because unfortunately we start Wednesday's show with some horrible baseball news that Jacob DeGrom his season is officially coming to an end. For the second time in his career, he will have Tommy John surgery. The guy who signed a five-year, $185 million deal to be the ace of the Texas Rangers will now just be a spectator. You can hear it in his voice. That was awfully tough to take. You know, I, I went through this before, and you know, I know what it takes to get back. Um, so that's the goal. Go out there, you know, rehab as the best I can, and and be around to help, you know, any way I can. Um, you know, we got a special group here. Um, and and to not be able to be out there and, you know, help them win, that it stinks. So this is what we love to do. And, you know, finding this out, coming here, wanting to be out there here and helping the team, you know, it's a, it's a disappointment. For those of you that are just uh, getting the audio version of this, you probably thought, man, it went silent for six or seven seconds. What What's wrong? That was Jacob deGrom just trying to compose himself. Um, here's the good news, right? It's an arm surgery. He's not terminal. There's nothing wrong. But, man, when you're just talking about what this means to a guy. You can see it right there, Blue. I mean, that was very difficult to watch. I wanted, actually wanted it to stop because, first of all, he's been through this before, so he does understand what's about to come for the next 18 months of his life. It's a gruesome surgery, a gruesome rehab, and I've talked a lot on this show about what, that can do to a person mentally. Um, think about having, you know, as immense of a talent as Jacob DeGrom has and really not be able to use it. Number one, that's tough on you. You want to be out there. You want to be living your dream out, uh, pitching every five days. You're one of the best pitchers in the world when you're on the mound. And you're just not be able to, you're, you just can't do that. And you haven't been able to do that on a consistent basis for, for quite some time. Number one, that that hurts. Number two, when you sign a contract like that and you're on a team like this that's winning, you want you want to be there for those guys and you want to fulfill your, you know, fulfill what you signed up for. You feel like you've let everyone down. Um, so he's feeling that. Uh, it's it's just, it's a very sad situation. 
but you're right. I mean, look, there he is going to rehab this. He is going to get on a mound again. Um, but it's gonna be a while, and you just you just feel for the guy. It's rehab is so daunting, and it's the one thing that really put me in a bad space mentally in my baseball career. I could handle the the failures. I mean, those are tough, uh, but you expect them with baseball. Uh, when you are broken and you can't do what you've been doing your entire life, your profession, your area of expertise, it it, it messed with me, man. It really did. I was just not a, I was not a good person. I'm talking hamstring strains, you know, a broken rib, whatever. I mean, Tommy John, that 18 months of rehab is is a, a different, a different thing that I, than I, what I had to deal with. So. I feel for him. I, I just, I wish him the best. I want to give him, you know, a freaking hug after seeing that. That one, that one kind of got me right there. So I don't, I don't know. All I got, all I got is wishing you well, Jacob. And um, I feel for you, bro. We, um, you know, at the Rose rotation, we were fortunate enough to see this journey up close with Tyler Glass now. You know, we still had him on once a month during this whole thing and see the kind of ups and the downs. And this is with a guy who, to me, has handled sports as well as almost anybody. Like, he really is in, like, a good place most days. And if he wasn't, he sure as hell didn't let on, which maybe that's just a phenomenal acting job. But I think we got a pretty good look at it. But here's a guy who... um he knew he knew what was being thrown on his name the minute he signed on with the Texas Rangers, right? Everybody's going, why in the world would you give a guy who's had an injury history like he's had the last few years, almost $200 million in his mid-30s? What are you doing? And now there's some people who might be saying, see, today, which I think is a terrible way to go about it. But there are some, hopefully it's only a very, very small fraction of people that are doing that. But um, it stinks. I can't tell you how many times all I said yesterday was, it sucks. I probably uttered it 15 times about this. I'd get texts from friends. It sucks. I would sit here and see another news blurb as I'm watching a baseball game about DeGrom. It sucks. And it does because this guy had a shot at the Hall of Fame, and I don't think he's got any shot now. I'm not even really thinking about that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, no, it, it does. I mean, you're totally right. That's that's a great encapsulation of what I'm feeling right now. Is it sucks, and I'm, you know, it's tough to yeah put yourself in guys' shoes a lot, but that's one I can definitely get into, and I know what the feelings like, and it's just not good. So Jacob Degrom will be 35 in less than two weeks. Um, big picture here because I do want to focus a minute on the Texas Rangers how much does this change your outlook on a team which has been the second best in baseball through the first 60 plus games I mean I'd be lying if I said it doesn't change it at all it's it's Jacob deGrom and I know he's I think he started seven games this year or six games six. this year he was very very good in those games but they've only had him for six games and they've been able to do what they've been able to do you know right now they have five starters that are Pitching the ball pretty well. I mean, I'm not really too sure about the depth in the minor leagues or who they have you know, waiting in the wings. Um, but it's definitely a blow. I mean, you have to have depth. We're dealing with that right now with the Twins. I mean, they have five guys up here that are doing great. 
when one of them gets injured, there's not much behind. So it's, um, you know, you need your rotational depth and especially a guy like Jacob deGrom. So I, I, it changes that a little bit for me, but there is, I mean, they have plenty of talent on that big league roster as they shown without him much of the year. So I, I think that they're still a very, very good team, but it obviously hurts their chances going forward. I think they'll make a trade. I think Chris Young will have to pull the trigger on something. Um, you know, Dane Dunning, who pitched last night, has done a really, really good job kind of sliding in there. I think that they're going to have to get somebody if they're serious about trying to stay atop the AL West, keeping Houston at arm's length, and also making a deep run at, into October. Uh, I will say this. The rotation has been unbelievable. Probably the biggest surprise out of anything over the last month is the fact that since DeGrom went on the shelf in late April, that their rotation ERA is under three. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'll be rooting for them. Uh, you know, they got a lot to overcome, though, now without this. So we send yeah. Jacob DeGrom our best as we move on. So from the uh, end of a season to the beginning of a career, after we taped yesterday's show, Ellie De La Cruz, we found out, was getting the call to the show. And boy, did he start in style. Third base for the Cincinnati Reds in the four-hole no less. Ended up getting his first hit as a major leaguer, 112-mile-an-hour double off the bat. Um, another rookie in Matt McLean got the walk-off hit to cap a three-run ninth inning against Caleb Ferguson and the uh, and Shelby Miller and the L.A. Dodgers. They come back and win this one. So, in your opinion, do the Cincinnati Reds, with all these young pieces in place, have the best future of any team in the NL Central? I think the NL Central has a very bright future uh, ahead of them. I mean, we've seen some of the guys graduate from the Brewers prospect class. I think Weimer had the walk-off last night. Um, you know, Garrett mm -hmm. Mitchell's been out, but, you know, they were electric. You know, the Pirates have a lot of guys that are coming up. We saw Neil Cruz before he got hurt. They have some other guys on their way up as well. The Cubs with PCA and, like, the guys that they've graduated. Uh, so there's a lot of really good teams, but I do think that the Reds have the best of it. I mean, their farm system is – very, very talented. We're seeing guys come up and have success right away at the big league level. Now, I want to see sustained success. You know, I always talk about that. You can come up right away, do your thing, and then the book gets out on you. You need to make adjustments, and that's what separates prospects from real deal big leaguers. But as of right now, uh, we know what Hunter Green and Lodolo can be uh, when good. That's great to see. We just had the other lefty come up the other day, have a great debut, Abbott. Um, they've, they've had guys come up and perform steer McLean now Ellie he working some really great at bats after getting down 0-2 against a really good pitcher in Tony Gonsolin this isn't just some fifth starter you know throwing pus up there this is Tony Gonsolin this guy was he's freaking nasty and Ellie worked some really good at bats he looks like the real deal and they have more guys on the way and a bunch of them are shortstops and that's kind of what you want in your prospect uh you know the, in your prospect list like give me some guys that play premium positions we'll figure it out Ellie at Third last night, uh, McLean at shortstop. You even have India, who's not that old. You know, it's like they have um, a lot of good players, and they're going to have to figure out where to play them, but that's the best possible scenario for an organization. Just give me all the good players. So I think they do have the brightest future um, in the NL Central. Now, when is that future? It's seemingly like it's getting closer and closer. Is it this year? Is it next year? Um, but they're definitely uh, – they're going to be a fun team to watch. And I think it's really cool when the Reds are good. I don't know why. Maybe it's the history there. 
but it it's nice when the Reds are good at baseball. And it's great when the NL Central is good at baseball. There's some really classic teams in that division. And I think we're going to see within the next like two years, like it's going to become one of the prominent divisions in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just look at their young talent and you line it up, you say, yeah, of course. Now, the key to having young talent is also having leadership. And we just had Jonathan India on the Rose rotation. And, I mean, he knows that he's the guy, even though he's only in his third year. And, of course, there's been all those trade rumors, and he talked about that on the show. And so, to me, I would answer yes to the question if I know that ownership is 100% behind this thing. And this is ownership, which has taken kind of a public verbal beating in recent years because some of the stupid stuff that it's said. And what I mean by this is the team is presently constructed, in my opinion, is not going to be good enough to A, probably win a division, but B, eventually get to where you want to go because you need an influx of veterans. Certain kind of veterans that are not only talented, but can provide the path we've seen it with all these young teams that have grown up, but the 2015 Kansas city Royals had a bunch of guys who grew up and won championships together in the minor leagues, but they were solidified by some guys that they brought in as well, which meant that they went and spent money or made the right trades. That's what I want to see this team be able to do. Are you willing to spend money? Are you willing to pull the trigger on the right sorts of trades that could add payroll? For example, that's what we'll see. And you're right about the Brewers. Some of their young guys have really come up and done a nice job. The reason I would be hesitant about them is I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Corbin Burns over the next month or the next year. Yeah, you're right about the the mentorship and the and the leaders. I mean, India is going to be there for them. I mean, is that enough? Uh, Joey Votto right now getting a taste of all, all these guys and and being able to that sounded interesting. Joey Votto being there, you know, being able to <laughs> mentor them this year, I think is important as well. I mean, you're talking about one of the all-time great hitters, talking to your guys, plate discipline, you know, the ability to establish a routine, make adjustments. I don't know if there's a better guy out there than Joey Votto. So that's going to be interesting to see what, you know, the future lies, you know, with him and 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 his role in that organization. Uh, but I agree. You, you have a lot of these prospects coming up. They need to be shown a path and is, is is Jonathan India good enough possibly well he's got to be there too <laughs> i mean that's that's part it'd be of the a, deal. it'd be an absolute mistake to get that guy off of your team that would be a huge whiff huge huge whiff hey i uh, want to tell you a little bit about fubo it is a streaming service with over 200 live channels of sports movies shows and news in fact did you know that fubo is the streaming leader in baseball coverage MLB.TV, MLB Network, other top sports networks. Fubo has the most baseball games that you can get without cable. Plus, with Fubo, you can stream all the action for game days anywhere from any device. So if you want to watch the Yanks and Red Sox, who will battle for the first time this season, Saturday on Fox this weekend, you can watch it on Fubo. Fubo has 55,000 live sporting events annually, innovative features like multi-view, 4K UHD quality, FanView stat tracker, and oh so much more. It includes a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR at no extra cost. There is no commitment. There is no contract like you have to sign with some other places, and you can cancel it at any time. So try it 
with a free seven-day trial, plus sign up at FuboTV.com slash baseball today. You're going to activate a special offer for 15% off your first month. That is FuboTV.com slash baseball today. Save 15% on your first month. Get all the baseball you need in your life. I guarantee it. the last three and a half months of this season, four months, is going to be super, super exciting. Don't miss a thing. Uh, the New York Yankees will be missing their MVP, Aaron Judge, for the foreseeable future. We don't know if this is days, as in like 10. We don't know if this is weeks. We do know he's got an ouchie in his toe, a ligament issue after he banged into the fence at Dodger Stadium. So now they have to deal without having their biggest presence literally and figuratively in the lineup for the next few weeks, at least, it sounds like. How nerve-wracking is this going to be for Yankees fans? I mean, very nerve-wracking. We, we've, You and I both follow a lot of Yankee fans. Uh, our company is, has very much a lot of Yankee ties, and everyone that I know is scared. Uh, there's a lot of statistics out there, what the Yankees do when Aaron Judge is in the lineup. And then what they don't do when he isn't in the lineup, they don't win a lot when Judge isn't in the lineup. So that's uh, it's something they're going to have to overcome. This guy is <clears throat> one of the best players in all of baseball, and he sure seems like he carries the Yankees team, you know, more often than not. So it's going to be a challenge for them. You're hoping, I like you calling it an owie. All right, that's not Aaron Judge doesn't stop playing for an owie. Okay, he's legitimately hurt right well, now. Well, but hold on, hold on. Yeah, I get it. I understand that. But when you bang your toe, what's your reaction? <laughs> it's an owie. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that's here's the thing. Why why do we have freaking wire fences anywhere in baseball? Like, what are we doing? The bullpen doesn't need to well, see. This is the second time that we've seen a pretty big name in the sport. Jazz Chisholm is is on the shelf because he banged his his toe into a, like a concrete slab out there in the center field. It doesn't make any sense. Like, let's pad the walls up. Because guess what? It makes it more interesting anyway. Guys will go after more balls knowing they're not going to injure themselves because you got a padded wall to help you out. So that's for a different day maybe. But, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be difficult for the Yankees. And the Rays are very, very good. And there's a lot of good teams in the AL. So you're hoping this is a two-week stint. And you're hoping you can be 500 during it. And you hope you get him back and he continues to be who he is. Um if it's more, if it's a more extended period of time, then it's going to be, it's going to be difficult for the Yankees. So you talked a little bit about the numbers, and our buddy uh, talking Jake, but it was just putting out at rapid pace. I don't know if it was therapeutic or or not, but um, to me, the biggest one is obviously the win loss column since the start of last year, so the twenty twenty two season. When Judge starts a game, the Yankees have won more than sixty two percent of the time. When he doesn't start, and I believe it's only been 24 games that he hasn't started, New York has won less than 38% of the time. I also saw somebody else put out a list of what their outfield currently looks like. IKF, Jake Bowers, who has been a fine for them. He's been really good offensively. Calhoun, Cabrera, and Stanton, although Stanton comes with an asterisk, coming off that injury, he's not out there He's not going to be out there. And now with Judge with a lower extremity injury, are you going to have to kind of work him into the DH role when he comes back? Like that's another part of this whole equation. You only got one I would, DH. 
I was going to get into that as well. It's like, you know, yeah, you can't like someone's going to have to sit or going to have to put Stanton in the outfield. It's, it's going to be interesting because they seem very hesitant to do that. Although I think Boone put a number, didn't he say they were going to have Stanton out there in the outfield for something like 40 games or something like that? Right. Like, Hey, but maybe it's going to have to go up now. Uh, the twins are dealing with a similar situation. You know, they just put bucks in on the IL with a rib thing, but you know, Carlos Correa was nursing some plantar fasciitis, and like you, one of them's gonna have to sit because you're not gonna put they're not putting Bucks in, in the outfield. Now that's mm-hmm. been alleviated because he's on the IL, but what you use usually have that role for now in, in the big leagues is to you know a semi off day, kind of a rest day. And you know, when you have a full time DH or a guy that can't play the field, it, it takes it away from that. So that is gonna be interesting to see how they handle that going forward. That's a good point, C Rose. I, you know, I said if it was on yesterday's show or the day before, I think it was Monday's show, I'd be curious to see if the Yankees pull the trigger on a trade for a left fielder. Well, man, does Brian Cashman start looking around right now and start looking for outfield help? When you because put I, it that way with the current outfield that they have on their roster, that seems like, yes, that they should have been calling yesterday. Right. Yep. Man. That stinks. And uh, Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, did report that the Dodgers are reworking that wall out in right field. By the way, I think 99% of baseball fans, including this guy right here, thought that was an opening that Judge ran into and it just kind of popped open. It was not an it was no. not an opening. <laughs> that was a that was man man made created. That right was there. a metal fence that is secured by metal that Judge took his body into and just broke it open. Hey, but I, I again, listen, let's clean it up. Yeah, well, baseball. It, 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 baseball has made substantial progress since I was growing up watching this in the 80s when like at old Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati, the walls were literally walls. Yes. And like Eric Davis would crash into those things. I, I watched some YouTube video with Teddy about like silly outfield stuff. Obviously, we know about Houston. The Yankees monuments used to be in play in center field. Right, what? Play. Mm-hmm. There's all the flagpoles that used to be in play. It's there's a bunch of silly stuff. We're smarter than that now. Like, hey, yeah, the Ivy and Rigby, so cool, great. Guess what? Ivy can grow over a pad too. It grows anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, let's stop having guys run. Doesn't need brick to grow. The uh, New York Yankees, speaking of them, they ran into a brick wall last night. Our buddy Lucas Giolito. I also want to give a tip of the cap to Liam Hendricks, who gets his first save since returning to the field. That was awesome. Yes, he got clicked by Josh Donaldson, but still uh, preserved the one-run win. So good job by him. But Giolito was awesome last night. No, I said preserved, but I stumbled over it. Because it's so early out here. We'd not call him a pervert. You clean it up. You clean it up. You clean it up. Ask I misspoke and you're, you're making fun of me. My question is, will Lucas Giolito, who had six no-hit innings last night before being pulled, be a White Sox after the trade deadline? I give the probability of Lucas Giolito being a White Sox, White Sox, White Sox, after the trade deadline at like 15%. I think it's very low. I think that the White Sox would have to go on a substantial run here and get a lead in the AL Central for that for that to happen. The most they're likely scenario is they're four and a half back. Most likely scenarios they're going to be four and a half back. 
and they're going to trade him. I don't know Why how you, you see it any other way. Back? What? Why would you give up if you're, let's say they're four and a half or five back at the end of July. Why would you give up? It's not giving up, Chris. It's not giving up at all. You're because when you have a guy like Lucas Giglio, unless they're in love with a draft pick compensation, it's the only reason you wouldn't do it. You need, if you're the White Sox, and you have a guy that's worth a lot, like Lucas Giolito is, especially the way he's been pitching, then you, most teams, I mean, I mean, all teams operate this way. It's not like I'm like saying something out of bounds here. Like they want prospect capital back. They want something back for this guy. Now, again, if they value that draft pick conversation enough, maybe he sticks around. I don't, I haven't heard any rumblings of them trying to extend the guy. Have you? You talk to him all the time. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, no. Then, fa- no. No. The most likely scenario in this scenario is that he gets mm-hmm. traded. He's actually had a really, really good season. Uh, yeah. Nine of his 12 starts, he's gone at least six innings. His biggest problem, obviously, is the walks. I mean, even last night, he could make it through just six innings because he had already thrown 100 pitches, only 58 of which were strikes. That's odd to throw six no-hit innings and have less than 60% of your pitches go for strikes. Um, but that has been an issue for him, and he knows that. That's stuff that he's trying to work on, but he would be a very, very valuable trade piece. I mean, the two Chicago pitchers, Stroman, if the Cubs opt to go that direction, and Lucas Giolito and Shane Bieber, I think are the three guys that probably Chris Young of the Texas Rangers is looking at, too. Those are three huge names. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's... I think it's better than 15% that he's still on the south side because I don't trust anybody in this division. And, you know, it's what, just, what would it, it take like... for them to keep him? What Give me like the record or games back that, for them to keep him. I think it's more than that. I think it's how everybody else is feeling physically. I think it's the, the roster construction at that point. And um, I would say anything five or less. I, I'm old enough to remember a time when the White Sox traded away i want to say to san francisco it was like roberto hernandez a reliever really good reliever danny darwin and wilson alvarez who were two of their starters they were only three back at cleveland in the division and they traded them three back same ownership but they felt like they couldn't win it or i I forget if it was a monetary thing or whatever it was Chris, they're so four and a half Sox. games back, yeah. but they're eight games under five hundred. I mean, you have to really look yourself in the mirror here. I like I'm going down with the ship. I've already told you that. Like I'm I'm riding with them, but I think I have okay. more faith than they probably have in themselves. And then the last point, and then we gotta move on. With this sort of team though, with Dylan Cease, with Giolito, and then you Throw another guy in the first round, whether it's Lance Lynn that's balling at that point or Michael Kopech and Liam Hendricks hopefully working his way back to, you know, what he's been the last couple of years. And you have guys that can click you if they're all in the lineup. Bro, we've been waiting for this to to, to happen for the last year and a half. So if it miraculously does happen and we're balling out and the White Sox are going off and we're like, dang, this is the team that a lot of us envision, then maybe. Mm-hmm. That's the 15% maybe. chance for me. Okay. I think it's more. Well, today's show of Baseball Today is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it is so easy to kind of get caught up in what everybody needs 
people are pulling at you, tugging at you all the time. Hey, need this. We need that from you, whether it's work or in your personal life. Sometimes you forget that you need to work on yourself. Um, you've heard me talk about this a ton of times. I have always been a big believer in therapy. I started as a little kid. It wasn't a specific incident. My parents just always thought it was good to talk to somebody outside of our home setting. And I had a really happy childhood. People don't equate, you know, on being perpetually unhappy with getting therapy. Therapists are there to help you with any time in your life. There could be something that has gone on, a singular incident that you need to get through. It could just be some huge big picture stuff, whether that's at work or in personal relationships. But it is okay. In fact, it is a sign of strength. If you raise your hand and say, I need a little help getting through this, right? You break a bone, you are going to the doctor. If something isn't quite right, right with your mind and your heart, and I'm not talking physically, but I'm talking emotionally, go see a therapist at BetterHelp because it gives you all the tools that you can use to find more balance in your life. On top of that, with BetterHelp, it is convenient, it is flexible, it is affordable, affordable, and it is entirely online. All you have to do, fill out a very brief questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist. Here's the nice thing. If you don't click with the therapist, you can switch at any time, no additional charge. So we want you to go visit betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're going to get 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. Go get some guidance in your life. You can be the best version of you. Before we get out of here on the YouTube side of things and the podcast side of things, a better moment from a former home run champ on Tuesday. Miguel Cabrera with the fun little crotch shot to Bryson Stott when he got to second base. Or Pete Alonso talking shit to Bryce Elder saying, throw that shit to me, man. Come back to me after he went deep. What do you got? Well, a couple things. The Miggy and... Bryson Stott thing, that's just boys being boys with the best of them right mm -hmm. there. I don't know if they have a personal relationship or something. Usually that they do coincides now. with a yeah, they definitely do now. I think Stott's like, well, that's cool. I can tell my grandkids that Miggy nut tapped me coming around second base. I don't know what that was all about, but I thought that was funny. I think the better situation was Alonzo calling out Elder. Uh, I don't know why he decided to do that. He was just really feeling. I don't know if there was something that I missed something there, like the reason he started to do that, know. but he did it, which, you know, like whatever, do what you got to do. But then Matt sick at the end of the game, the Braves yeah. going back to win. They start yelling the same thing to him. So I thought, look, you might not like that if you're a Braves fan when Pete says that, but you got the last laugh and it's entertaining. And again, I'll point out that we're an entertainment business. So I'm, I thought it was a nice back and forth. And it's it's if you if you talk shit, you better be ready to, you know, get hit. Sometimes oh, you're quite the poet. <laughs> hey, Danny boy, bring up that Alonzo. I want to hear if, you, if we got it sound full on that clip. You got that for me? Let's hear it. Found too much Throw of the it plate. Wrote again. again. That wasn't provoked. That, that was just unprovoked, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to hear Alonzo's side of it. And then you were right. Matzik doing it afterward after the Braves got a big hit. So that was fun. That rivalry continues. Um, good luck on the call of the game tonight. And we will miss you on Thursday. Jolly Olive will be in your place because you have a day game to get ready. Dang it. Every time Jolly comes on, people are like, he should do more of these. Get Pluto uh -oh. out of there. 
you you want the show to continue well. Listen, you're just fine. Stop being so insecure. I'm, I I wasn't start insecure, calling you I'm a sorry. media head. All right. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, whom we will miss on Thursday's show, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.